Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 7, Episode 7, the one with Ross's library book. Mm. (laughs) Fellow scholars. Fellow scholars. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Um... I think it's kind of cool that Ross has a book that's in the library at the, like the biggest library on campus. It's impressive. Do they, is it common for doctoral dissertations to be published? Pass. I have no idea. Okay. Um, Maybe for like, I don't know, for like sitting, like current faculty. I wonder if that would be. That would make sense. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like, maybe it's not in every library. (laughs) It's just because he's a professor. Um, That makes sense. Mm. If someone's out there in academia, maybe you could let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us dum-dums know. Oh, have you... I I was going to... Have you ever had to write anything that long? Uh, Other than our extended essay for the IB program? No. Is that the longest thing you've ever had to write? No, I wrote some longer papers in college, but yeah. I think about, Not you like know, focused. that length yeah, yeah. Or, or a little bit long, like around that length, I'm sure. So when Renee and I were in high school, um, we had to do this thing called an extended essay. And it was, was it our junior year, I think? I think you write it, or at you least start over structuring summer. it in your junior yeah you start structuring it in your junior year and i think you finish it over the summer like, in the beginning of senior year and that's do senior year yeah yeah so we had but it was like i think the, it, it was kind of a cool idea like it's supposed to prepare you for having to ha- you have to like find somebody to chair your extended essay and find somebody to be like a second reviewer and like so it's kind of the whole idea that like if you're gonna go to i mean not even college but like grad school or something um you have to kind of like find a chair and find a, you know, like a thesis advisor or a dissertation advisor and stuff. And so it was like Mm -hmm. kind of good to get you familiar with that process. But I remember that I took too long to like ask Mm -hmm. a teacher to be my um, extended essay chair. And so all the like good ones and nice, easy teachers and fun teachers were taken. And so I got stuck with the like really mean, really hard um, history teacher. <laughs> Did I have her too? I'm like trying to remember who was mine. You might have, honestly, but I feel like, did you, I don't think I did. Did you like her? Did you guys get a, did you have the English teacher? No, I didn't have the English teacher. I think I actually had a male history teacher. A nice one. Oh, God. I was going to say, there was some mean ones. Your sophomore year one was mean. Remember, I had the guy who used to, like, get sidetracked talking about aliens, and you had the guy that would take points off your paper because, like, a corner was ripped. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I do remember that. No, because for some reason in my head, Mr. Sawyer was my um, <laughs> my extended essay. But um, for he those of you was... who didn't go to middle school with us, he was our middle school um, like social studies teacher, he definitely wasn't. It'd be impressive um, if you went and found him and had him chair your extended essay. Yeah, he wasn't it. Um, 
Yeah, you I think? think it was Coke. I don't think I had Coke. I don't remember. Yeah, mine was. I Mrs. remember Copeland. BSing a lot of my essay. That's so, all I remember. I think we talked about this before, but so basically, what you had to do was like you had to come up with kind of a theme, and so I think you were technically supposed to probably find a teacher who would have been similar who, to whatever yeah. theme. Like if you were talking about literature, oh, maybe I were... did do English because mine was about. The Roaring Twenties, and I talked a lot about The Great Gatsby, despite having never read it. What was what was your paper about? Like just like a brief mm, history of the nineteen twenties. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we may never know. Not not sure I know. I think um, I I've said it before on on here, but mine was. Um, so the idea behind the extended essay, you come up with this thing, you have to you have come up with an idea or topic, have your, you know, couple professors be your like chair advisors, and then you have to write 3,000 words, which present day does not sound like a lot. Like I probably write 3,000 oh, word funny. emails. But yeah, um, it sounded like oh, an as entire a junior, book at the time. Yes. As a junior in high school, it was like, how am I ever going to do? Because it was like 10 pages. Weren't they like 18... 18- Oh, okay. In Maybe my head, it was 18. like closer to 20. But were Maybe we they like were 20. triple spacing them and doing yeah. like 16-point font? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember they people were being like... poster board? People were like, go in and change it to be like one and a half spacing and the two, do 11 yeah. point... Or do like 12-point font instead of 11 and like... But if it's number of words based, why yeah, are we matter. trying so hard? Because <laughs> that was what we oh, got good well. at was sneakily trying to like... Um, Guys, they'll never know. (laughs) My topic was about like, and honestly, the paper itself was probably garbage because I have no idea. I don't know anything about this topic. No, I doubt it. You're a really good writer. So, oh, thank you. But not about uh, genetic selection was my topic. (laughs) Like, I mean, I can people decide if they're gonna have a boy or a girl. In their embryos? Yes, it was about selecting. Oh. Um, it was about you selecting about the features. Future. Yeah, so I was like, oh. I think it was like a current topic, like you know, oh, science is going to allow us to yeah. like we can choose if our babies are boys or girls or have blonde hair or not, and that's and, here now. Yeah, and so I was like, is this something like? Is this just another like? ethnic cleansing i think i think i compared it to the holocaust which oi (laughs) heavy-handed and um yeah and our um, yeah because who's to say everybody's choosing blonde hair blue-eyed babies true but i think i was kind of saying like are we basically having like a selection of a specific preferred yeah yeah yeah, like sure yeah exactly and um and like what does that kind of mean for us like ethically I suppose again I don't remember I don't know anything about this topic so I have no idea what I wrote but you know 3,000 words about it exactly apparently I just remember um being like so scared of my reviewer because she was such a scary teacher (laughs) that she was scary slip the drafts under her door while she was teaching a class and run away so I like didn't have to talk to her funny I think I ended up getting a b so it was fine maybe they were like uh ambitious topic doesn't know anyone doesn't know much about it don't you they wasn't we didn't get a through f yeah we did on our um essays we got it wasn't zero through seven the essays were different it wasn't no oh that's much I remember So your great Girl. Gatsby got They 100? were probably like, you got to complete. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who cares? Anyway. Um, yes. 
I remember on a scale that. of one to ten, I got a one because it's the highest. Because it's the highest. <laughs> you are definitely a nineteen. Um, I <laughs> yes. So then I um, I did grad school and I had to, but I just did a master's, not a PhD. And in grad school, like the one I the program I went to, at least you could either choose to do a master's thesis, um, which I mm. think is like a a light version of a doctoral dissertation because the book that they oh, hold okay. up is massive and I don't think my friends had to write that much. It's a, it's big, but it's not that much. Um, but I chose to go down the, what they call the practicum route. And so it was like, you either write this, dissert, uh, this thesis or you can basically just like go get hours out in the field in your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Yeah. So I was like, well, and I was like, so I got an HR, I got an internship in HR, which I was doing organizational psychology. So that counted. And it was like, I got paid really well for this like yeah. six week maternity cover. And so I was like, sweet. I'm like getting my hours, getting experience and getting paid. Yes. I'm like, I don't see how truly, unless the job you want is like a researcher or something like that, that you're going to yeah. keep writing papers your whole life. I don't see how a, writing a half of a book compared to like going into your field and actually having to learn something is better. Maybe there's something, maybe you should have to write something after that, but... Which we did. I f- we had to write up. Like, sure. Okay. That we makes had to, sense. We had to do journals, actually. And so it was like every month or something, it was kind of Dear like. Dear diary. <laughs> Today at work, somebody filed an <laughs> HR complaint. And I'm going to tell you what it was. No, it was like, you know, we had to kind of talk about like, what did we do? What did we learn that week? Like what applied to some of our coursework? Like that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, I probably BS'd it because as students, you don't really have time for all the stuff you're assigned. But you're totally right. Mm-hmm. I do think that like. I do think that higher education is geared towards, like, people do what they know, right? And so it's like academics yeah. are teaching academia. And so it's kind of geared to just, I, I remember being, um, doing my master's degree and thinking like, okay, I took a one-year break in between um, undergrad and my master's. But I remember thinking, for the most part, I kind of like went straight through. And I remember thinking like, I really shouldn't get a doctor's or a doctorate. And part of me was like, because I, I mean, like, what am I going to, I don't have any problems You're make to make me solve. call you Dr. Ashley. Yes. Um, I should be called, making you call me Master Ashley. But, Oy. Uh, but, but I was like, you know, also like it would just be kind of not, not easy, but comfortable to just go straight. Yeah into a doctor because you school is what you already know and so I do yeah. think a lot of those programs are set up look it's like interesting to all of your thesis and doc- dissertations and all that stuff like you have to start with a huge review of the literature of whatever topic but yeah. a lot of times I mean anyone who's done this type of stuff knows like like I just said you're assigned too much work so you're just trying to get through it you're I mean, mm-hmm. maybe other people are looking back. I wish I would have taken advantage of being in school a little bit more in this way. But it's like I wasn't sitting there pouring through the literature going like, that is so interesting. Let me critically think about what this means and how it mm-hmm. correlates. It was just kind of like this person said this, Turn in this the person disagreed, citation, 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 word count. Like that's, you know, that's all it was. Yep. So 
Yep. Citation, citation, <laughs> word count. An essay. So, an essay by Ashley. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, I, it just seems like a ton of work. And I did always think maybe I'd go back to get um, a doctorate at some point after I had worked out in the field for a while and I knew what type of problems needed solved. And then I could go mm-hmm. use my time researching and studying and writing to like try to apply it to a specific problem. But I don't know, man. Academia is difficult. No. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back. Yeah. And like being out of school for so long, it's like, I'm like, oh, I liked school. And then I'm like, no, no. I liked being at school with my friends in my dorm <laughs> and like activities. You know, that's what I liked. Um, it wasn't like, oh, man, I love class and papers so much. Like, I like school, but I don't think at 35 I want to reimmerse myself. Do you have any friends who are doing, like, um, like night school MBAs or, like, yeah. courses? Yeah, well, I actually have a friend who never finished undergrad. He did one semester and then got a record deal. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So he no Fancy. longer has said record deal, but spent his 20s, you know, doing the music thing. Sex, drugs, rock and, and then, roll. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. And then um, in his 30s, like, settled down, you know, has like a full-time job and all that stuff. And he, where he works, very generously pays for your degree. If oh, you that's awesome. Classes. Or takes, pays for like 75% or something that's like cool. that. Um, what was really cool for them, too, is that his his school pays 75%. And so they were, you know, he was deciding to go back to school. But his parents are like, we actually still have the money that we put in basically your college fund. So that is wow. still available to you. They're so much better than Jack and Judy. They didn't spend it on the beach house. Yes, they did not the spend it. No, they did not spend it on the beach house. So he has a paid for education as far as I know. Or there might be a time, you know, I'm sure he pays for his books or whatever. But anyway, um, he is in, it's just online school. Um, But he's like, I'm, I mean, he turned 40 this year and um, it's all like 18 year olds. And so he's working, (laughs) he's done a lot of, he's doing a psychology degree and he's done a lot of his like actual classes, but he still has some like general studies ones that he has to do. That he wasn't able to clep out of or oh, whatever. Oh no! So he's like forty. And so he doing had to like do business yeah, studies one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, and his most recent one he had to do was like um, I don't think it was debate. I think it was more like speech and persuasion or something like public that. Because he had to type? do. Yeah, it's a public speaking type thing, but it wasn't. It, it has a different bend to it. Um, there's almost more of a, like persuasion or like something like I can't remember exactly, but. He had to do a speech, and because it's online school, he had to do it and record it, and so he needed an audience, and so he had to, he asked us if we would be his audience, and so we had to, like, set up the, you know, ring light stand with the cell phone and do the whole thing, um, but we, uh, he said that part of his grade is going they all have to upload it to like a private channel on youtube and then they all have to interact with each other's speeches that's like yeah his involvement is part of his being graded yes of course and he's like some of them he has like very natural he's very 
natural in front of people so he you know looks at everybody and wasn't looking at his note cards very much and memorized most of it and he's like some of them were so terrible they're like my name is john flip this is a speech on gold and why it became slip the most precious of flip metals like really painfully (laughs) choppy and like they're looking down the whole time um anyway uh so that is my one friend who is currently in college um but yeah so I, no one else is in school at the moment i have some so like ben was doing some like what they call like a postgraduate paper or postgraduate diploma or something over here mm-hmm. um and it's kind of like doing coursework but not like a full-on degree but you do get like a diploma in something um and so I, I don't really know how to translate it to the U.S. system, but he um, he was doing. Is it like that. a certification of some kind? Kind of, but it's not really like kind of. It's I think it's more than a certification, but it's less than a degree. Gotcha. Because it's like anybody mm. could do like a six week cert in whatever, whatever, or like it, it was like yeah. a, it was like a couple year program. So mm-hmm. maybe almost like. An associate, but it wasn't an associate. I don't know. Anyway, well, um, I'm wondering if it's like he majored in this, but he's getting like kind of like a second major in a different thing because he's doing all the specific coursework for that. Yeah, possibly subject. Yeah, and we'll so say just, yes. It's called, but here they call it a postgraduate diploma. And so, okay, he um he was doing that in agricommerce. Uh, which makes sense for New Zealand. Very agricultural. It does. It, I've never heard it combined. So that was like a fun, fun agri-commerce. Because <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to say agricultural. Yes. Oh, and he's like, I yeah. think in the States they call it agribusiness. I'm like, well, uh, same thing. But um, agri-commerce has more of a ring to it. It's, yes. Um, and so he was doing that. And I just feel like watching him having to like spend all of his nights after work uh-huh. watching like three hour lectures from these Woof. professors and having to like i don't know i'm sure part of this has to do with like how organized your professor is but it was like you know the portal where they're like here's all the links to the stuff for this week it's like confusing and there's like 17 different things in there and it was like okay what is this guy actually telling me i'm supposed to be reading the lectures three hours like he doesn't even cover all this other stuff like do i actually it's like and you know he's like it was like basically like photocopies of like books or slides from like the 90s and it's just oh my gosh and he was just like having such a hard time like focusing and paying attention and then having to do like that was what he was doing every evening and on the weekends and it was like having to do tests or like oh it was just like I don't know watching that I was like yeah I don't want to go back to school (laughs) (laughs) oh no like maybe it would be that's the thing is like I the romanticized part of being in college Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the logist, the like actual nitty gritty of what it means to like be taking college courses. No, no, no. And the no nitty gritty of it without any of the fun of the like. That's what I'm saying. Storm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, but oh, imagine yeah. if we had to do college online. That would have sucked. And like, it would have sucked. Yeah. Did you know that Matt is, um, because he was touring in his 20s? His employer also paid for his college, but he had to do online school because he was on the road. And yeah. 
because online school wasn't as much of a thing like even think like our senior year of university grad no no um he actually went to the same school as uh, elizabeth's husband did oh really just yeah they technically graduated in the same class just matt was online but think about how much we used like online stuff in college it was like really only our senior year where professors started like putting stuff up in the online portals and stuff you know yeah it was very primitive and it wasn't everything and like we didn't know anyone taking online classes for the most part but matt was doing remote learning so do you know how most of his um learning was done how a vhs tape (gasps) you're kidding Uh uh-uh they like when mailed he, him like a his, VHS tape? They mailed him tapes and he would mail them back. Oh my gosh, that is so yep. cute. In the and 2000s. Then it started, yes, he did college from 2000, I think five to eight. And it was. Because he graduated 2008 when we did, even though he's older than us. But That's so funny. Um, VHS tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he had so done, he had gotten created? his associates. <laughs> right. So he had gotten his associates like in his hometown. Um when he was like 19 or something but he didn't do like a full degree and so he just needed to do like his degree coursework but it was all remote so it was VHS and then he's like it started to transition more to DVDs but yeah he would get a giant box like every two weeks of VHS tapes that he had to how does he do that on the road like okay in two months I'll be at this place send them there (laughs) I think he would bring them with him and watch them in hotels oh they would watch them on his like one or two days a week he was home Oh, okay. So he did go home sometimes. Yeah, he did. He was typically gone for five days and back for one or two. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I know. Isn't that hilarious? I know. When he told me that, I was like, nah. Wait, what? 2008? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? To be fair, in 2008, I was still watching my VHS tapes. So, (laughs) you know, it just is what it is. (laughs) Well, that is impressive. Um, okay. Uh, so, so Ross and Chandler, I'm going to start with that one. Um, Ross okay. and Chandler entering into the library and <laughs> a handsome like, man enters. Handsome man. He's like, I was typing names into the library computer, you know, for fun. <laughs> Just for fun. Oh my God. And he's you like, big fat I typed, loser. Typed in my name and my dissertation came up, which is cool. So he It takes, is cool. I feel like it's like Googling yourself and finding like a really flattering article or something. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, let's go find it. Um, and so they go over to the stack of books, like the section to try to find Ross's book. And they're like, what's that noise? And Chandler's like, it sounds like somebody's <laughs> really enjoying the Dewey Decimal System. And two so people funny. are canoodling in front yeah. of where Ross's book is and so they Mm -hmm. like get caught and run away and um Ross I think it's so funny he's like he's like I think this must be like a thing because I I was hanging out there and people just kept showing up (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so that is so funny so Ross like goes up and he's like excuse me um to this like young guy and he's like, do you, um, are you familiar with fifth floor row, blah, 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 the paleology? And the guy's like, of course I'm familiar with it. Just give me five minutes. I'll meet you up there. I just need to get somebody to cover my desk. And he's like, what? No, God, can I speak to your manager? No, no, no. And then the manager comes over and Ross like tells oh. him, and he's like, we're aware of the problem you're referring to and like glares at <laughs> 
looks at the guy and the way the guy's just oh like oh my gosh and like fumbles around with the library cards it's so funny I know. so it's so funny so ross, ross is asking them to get more security uh for that section and they're like look we're short-staffed we're underfunded we can't <laughs> And Ross is like, well, if I'm the only one who cares about the sanctity of the written word or whatever, I'm going to, I'll go up there and patrol it myself or whatever. Okay, Ross. Because Ross doesn't have a job or a child to take care of. He can just patrol the fifth floor of the library. So he does. And I love when he like. Suddenly, he's got nothing but free nothing time. Nothing but free time in between his classes. And so, like, students come or, like, showing up, and he's like, oh, fellow scholars, are we? Are we here to look at the blah, blah, blah? <laughs> and he's like, uh, get out of here, like, chasing people off. And then <laughs> I know this girl shows up, <sighs> and is like, and he's like, oh, are you meeting somebody? Or are you here to talk about Miriam's theory of evolution? She knows what he's talking about and is like Miriam's theory yeah. is actually very progressionist and he immediately crumbles I find Miriam's <laughs> theory far too progressionist <laughs> I love when he like realizes that she's into what he's into I love when um Ross tries to be like suave um and she's like you're so young and he's like well I uh did skip the fourth grade yeah. <laughs> and he's like you know the way he like moves his face when he's trying to be seductive yeah, yeah. is so it's like the, funny and he like drops his voice it's like the this cologne is every bit as good as Giorgio yeah like like it's, yeah. it's almost like you got him um she and so she's like I recognize your name um and she's like wait a minute is this your book and he's like you're the person who checked out my book Oh my gosh. Like talk about meant to be. That's so funny. Well, yeah, um so they decide to do a little canoodling of their own. Mhm. And so um Ross is the king of do as I say, not as I do. Oh yeah. That's all I could think during this scene. Yeah. I was like Ross loves the moral high ground until it doesn't suit him anymore. 100%. A cute girl's at stake. And so they yeah. get caught. <laughs> he's Rain Man. And he's like we're very Shocker. sorry. Um but then I at the <laughs> at the end of the episode like the security officer is like walking by and he's like, no, no, I got this section. I even got a little flash. Okay. See you later. And, okay, see and you. he's like patrolling the stacks again for whatever reason. And Monica and Chandler show up. I know. And Chandler's like, I wanted to show Monica your book. Uh, oh gosh. Very, um, question mark? very bold deciding to take, I mean, you know, the library is a public place. Yeah, not for me. No, neither. It is. And I'm guessing, I love when Ross is like, do you guys have a place in your school? And Rachel's like detailing it. And she's like, uh, we, yeah, we did. We did. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, it was there. All the boring, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, no, it was there. I, I'm not a, not a public PDA. Certainly not that far. Canoodler. Ooh. Yeah, Ashley's like not even much for like a, you know, kissing in public. Nonetheless, anything else, but that is You're not welcome, a judgment. Everybody, I think some <laughs> things Renee are left just for the home life. <laughs> the home You're life. welcome, everybody. 
Um, I will just make out everywhere. So I do apologize in advance. I'm very, I'm very canoodly. canoodly. Not that canoodly, no, no. but um, I have a friend who told me that their now ex husband um, wanted to canoodle um, at Disney World, and she was like. Uh, it was like his first time going there or something. And so like, he didn't, yeah, he was just like, Ooh, we should just like, wouldn't it? Let's like go behind these bushes. And she was like, are you insane? (laughs) And I think she's like, yeah, you'll get kicked out for sure. I think she's pretty adventurous. I don't think she's like opposed to that idea, but maybe somewhere more secluded, like a park or a beach or like a properly secluded place. Um, not like yeah. any park or beach, but do you know what I mean? Like, cause I, I, I'm just saying, I think she's a bit free spirited, yeah. but not that. Yeah. Cause she's like, no, no. Like mm-hmm. she's like, this is like a serious operation. Like you would, we would get arrested and not allowed back. And honestly, I, th- for sure. I think you might even get like on like the list, like a sex offenders list because there's kids everywhere. Yeah. There's kids freaking everywhere. And there's cameras like, super everywhere. inappropriate. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you've ever read any of those like Reddit or similar lists about like Disney park employees tell like the craziest stories. Um, I find those so interesting, but there are a lot oh, no. that are like on this one, like basically all the rides that are like really dark, they all have like night vision cameras in them. And so they'll be like, oh, you know, people started doing da 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 and we had to get over the loudspeaker like... Just a reminder, guests, please, you know, and like people like freak out and they're like, and I'm sure that happens. Oh my gosh. I'm sure that happens probably multiple times a day because people are showing up to that park every day, not realizing, but I, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think any, I don't know. I guess I just kind of thought that some of the stories that are on Reddit and stuff are exaggerations, which some of them probably are, but. I'm sure they see some stuff because there are cameras everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I would not I don't know. want to see. Also, like see a children's things. park doesn't make me think like sexy time with my partner. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like I just kids. It's like, OK, maybe you think you're adventurous, but like I just think that's so disrespectful, disrespectful yeah. to what this place is supposed to be which is a a family friendly place for like memories to be made forever like if you want to like go do it in some club i guess that's your prerogative but um it's disney like that just (laughs) that would be terrible for like a kid yeah to be like oh mom i threw my i threw my frisbee in the bushes i'm just gonna go get it really fast and, like, honestly, I don't even know where you could hide at Disney World because, like, there are millions of employees just, like, making sure all the ducks are in a row at all times. Yeah, I don't think there are any private spots. So, like, yeah, I don't think so either. Mm. Well, the fifth floor of the library is is there for that, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. So then the next thing is Joey, which actually opens the episode. Um, Rachel comes out. It's Joey. It's Joey. <laughs> Rachel comes out and is like, oh, hey, Joe, how'd your date go last night? And he's like, yeah, pretty good. And she goes to go to the bathroom and walks in on his date. And he's like, aye, 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 all right. Joey. And he's like, really good. But hey, I've got to okay, go. Really Can you just tell her that I'm like not interested? Which, OK, so he's like, he's basically asking her to like end it for him, which is not cool. No. 
at all. No, you don't. And he's like, come on, Chandler would do it. He'd he'd gently let the girl down and even make her pancakes and there'd be some leftover for me. And it's like, <sighs> get over yourself, Joey. Do your own, <laughs> yeah, do your own bidding, Joey. Gosh. I mean, his other, his alternative is probably that he would ghost them, which isn't good, but it's like, yeah. come on, buck up and be direct. But um, yes, so he leaves and Rachel's like, do not leave me with this woman. But then he leaves and Charlotte from Sex and the City comes out of the bathroom. Yep. Just comes Walt. Beautiful, in. whatever her name is. I don't actually know the actress's name. Uh, Kristen something. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Hunt, no, Kristen yeah. Hunter is somebody I work with. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> she doesn't listen. It's okay. Um, she's lovely. Um, okay, so Kristen something. Kristen Davis. Oh, Kristen, Kristen, Davis. Davis. Kristen Davis. I feel like that's one of those yeah. names that you'd read. People would be like, Kristen Davis is in it. And you'd be like, who? And then you look and you'd be like, oh, yeah, Charlotte from totally. Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so she comes out cute and she's like, did he say anything about me? <sighs> Poor Rachel. I know. Um, <laughs> Do you want some pancakes? Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, Joey had given her this whole like, tell her I'm a lone wolf. Tell her I'm a loner. Tell her I'm a whatever. And um, she mm-hmm. obviously doesn't do that. So Joey shows up later and... Rachel and Phoebe are on the couch talking to somebody and whose back is to us. And Joey's like, ooh, who's your friend? It's Aaron. Ah. Yeah, she turns around and he's like, right, 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 right. And she's, it, I do think it's funny that she kind of like stuck around. And as soon as he comes back, she's like, okay, I better go. But I think she knows what she's doing, right? Like, leave a little tease, leave them wanting more. Don't just like stay there. Like, uh-huh. oh, Joey, you're home. Should we go out to, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's how I would have played it. Very Well, is that true? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but she knows what she's doing. I don't know. So. She knows what she's doing, yeah. So she leaves, um, and Joey is like, system kind of broke down, huh? And Phoebe and Rachel are just like, Joey, we love her. We want you to marry her. <laughs> that is so cute. No, not subtle. It is cute. It's cute. And they're like, I think that they are honestly, it's one of those things. It's not like, oh, I'm just setting you with my friend because she's really great and you're really great. It's like they actually have thought about why Joey and Aaron would get it together. Can I pause? You know? Because you bring up such a good point. Like for anyone yeah. out there who has single friends that either they ask you to set them up or you just want to be a good friend and you do it, it is terrible when people are just like, oh, I know somebody, they're single too. And then like you either meet them or you hear more about them and you're like, the only thing this person and I have in common is that we are both of the human uh-huh. race and uh, yeah, we humans. are both single. That is literally where the commonality, we both have hair and yeah. wear t-shirts sometimes. Like sometimes, yeah. Is it. And it's really, I know, I always think about that. That's like, I have one friend who is, fabulous like she is cool and she travels and she's smart and she's funny and she's adventurous she's like all these amazing qualities and I've met some guys who are like nice enough or whatever but I'm like I wouldn't set her up with them because I don't actually see Wait, them clicking, are you talking you know? about me I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no no you're not any of those great things I just said 
<laughs> I mean, I don't Just travel. <laughs> stuck in New Zealand. Um, no, okay. That's funny. But yeah, but you has she ever asked you to set her up? IDs, IDs. No, but I know she's open to it. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not just going to set her up with nondescript man number one. Because you've you met know? him and he's single. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, it's different if she was like, I just want to go on a blind date. Like, just want to meet new people. And if it was kind of like, okay, well, I can find someone who's nice to hang out with for three hours, you know. But she really wants to truly meet someone. So right. I'm like, I'm not going to like throw the the dinner scraps at her. And I, I want her to have a main course. I, I think that people don't don't mean anything bad by no. it. And I, but it's almost just like, hey, could you like actually think for more than two seconds? It's like, would you want to yeah. date this person? Like, A. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like obviously people have different interests. But it's like, if you were going to try to set me up with somebody or if you would have like tried – you you probably would probably be hard because I think you think so highly of me. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? You would know certain things. Well, I know there's wouldn't. people I could set you up with. Yeah, and ones that I just wouldn't. Yeah, because you're like they are or are not compatible. I just had a flash in my head, and I don't think you guys were trying to set me up. But do you remember that time I came to visit you and Matt in Nashville? Oh my gosh, I I was just thinking like that person I would never set you up with. That's not why he was over, right? He was just hanging out. No, he was just hanging out. I thought it's funny because I didn't know him well enough. I think you to said that Matt was story. like, ooh, should we? And you were like, no. Well, literally the first second you guys interacted, I was like, that is not going to be a thing. I also think that introducing somebody to somebody else just to see what happens is very oh, yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From setting That's them up different on a than date. being like, just being you like, two go on let's a date. get these people in the same area. Yeah, we're and see if anything is, you know, good. Yeah, and then we can go from good. There. Invite them to a party and just like you know, bring one to the kitchen while the other one's in there mm-hmm. and like strike up a conversation. Yes. Um, but yes, so sorry. So I just wanted to say, if you're out there trying to set up your single friends, like, please don't just set them up with any, uh, oh, but he's, he, he's attractive enough. Like, oh, really man. think about that. Like, don't do that. Cause that really makes your single friends feel a bit worthless. Like, mm. A, you think I'm pathetic and I just need to be with somebody and B, like, you don't actually really know me that well if you think that me and that random person would be compatible. Yeah. So just put a little effort in if you're going to do it. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. So, but you're totally right. Rachel and Phoebe, like, other than the four languages, because, yeah, Joey doesn't care. <laughs> but but they're like, you know, she likes baseball. She had, what did they say? They say she... Um, She's two beers at lunch. Was there my beers? There was something else. There's, I think there was. Was it just oh, baseball yeah. and beers? Maybe I think it was baseball and beers, and just that she's cool. She's cool, and um, and they're like she. You two would really get along. Like, and you know who knows Joey better than Phoebe? And, she's sweet. Yeah. Um, and I mean, here's the thing: they thought about it, and they're right. Like, once Joey gets to know her. Yeah. So that's the thing is he's like, his whole thing was just like, look, you guys, I just don't see it going anywhere. And they're like, it was one date. Like, give her a chance. How can you see it going somewhere after one date? Which is a very good point. Yeah. And so he's adamant against it. Uh, So they pull a 
I mean, it's not so sleek, but it's pretty good. Um, Rachel and Joey are hanging out at the coffee shop and he's like, all right, we better get going. We've got plans to go see that movie. And she's like, what's the rush? Let's just hang out. Enter. A handsome woman enters. Phoebe. A handsome woman enters. (laughs) Phoebe and Aaron show up. And he's like, oh my gosh. Or she's like, oh, look. And he's like, look how that worked out. And Phoebe and Rachel are like, oh no, we forgot we have a birthday party we have to go to. Oh, well, I guess you two should hang out. And he's just like, yeah, look at that. And um, they cut this part out. But Aaron's kind of like, should we? And he's like, yeah, why not? Let's sure, let's do it. And um, he's like, all right, well, I'll see you girls after the birthday party. And Rachel's like, yeah, that might run a bit late. And he's like, I'll wait up. <laughs> like He's like very angry. So they yeah. they talk to him and they're like, Joey had, you know, how did it go? Sorry. And he's like, it was amazing. You guys were totally right. Like, um, yep. I just needed to give her another chance. We had the best day. We had so much fun. Aww, and they're sweet, like, sweet Joey. you're not mad. And he's like, no, you girls were totally right. Like she, she does like baseball, but she's a Met fan. So like, you know, if we ever had kids and they're just like, Oh, this must be crazy. Like, I can't. This is the first time Joey has ever talked about anything like this. Yeah. It's not what he typically goes for. I mean, but also they make such. I love how they present this. They're like, you never think it's like you already said this. You never think it's going to go anywhere, but you don't give it any shots. Like, I do think it's different when sometimes people like. If let's say a date goes really bad and people are like, well, maybe just give him another chance. I don't know if you have to give that another chance, like if it went poorly. But I think if it was just like, well, they're nice and like they're fun, but I don't know if they're the one. It's like, well, you might need to know a little bit more. But if you had a nice time, I think that's worth giving it another go. You know, I go back and forth on this one because, and I'm sure you do as well, like, have friends who are single and are doing the dating thing. And I think especially with apps, which is how like most people meet each other nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's so exhausting. Yeah. It is a lot of work to like, yeah. even to like, well, f- at least for me, it was like to even like turn a conversation into actually meeting up for a date. Like that takes a lot of time and energy and you've got to talk to all these like creeps and jerks and then there's the people who are just like bored what's up nm you and you're like oh my god i'm going to carry this into you know what i mean like you've got all that so like hbu oh my gosh like so to finally get on the like i appreciate that just going out on all these dates it's a lot of like setting yourself up for disappointment and it's a lot of emotional and time investment and so i appreciate like i have a girlfriend who has said that like you know, she has a lot of friends that are like, you're just too picky. And and so I don't know if she has gone the other way because she was told this or if she just truly, she is the most open person I know when it comes to giving people a chance on dates. Like the people that she's gone on dates with, I'm like, yeah. wow, I would not have like thought twice about them for you or for like anybody. But she's just so open-minded. She's like, you know, I'm willing to give it a go. Who knows? But she does also say that, like, you know, she just, I think, okay, sorry. What I'm trying to say here is that, like, I think it's tough because sometimes you go on a date with somebody and if there's not an immediate spark, that could go either way. It could grow 
if you give it a chance, or it right. could just be a waste of yep. time for a few months. And I think that people will give advice based on what their experience was, and that's not necessarily going to be the next person's yeah. experience. So like, I don't know. When yeah. when I first went on a date with Ben, I, I guess I had met him in person, and I already thought he was cute and interesting. So like when we went on a date, just the two of us, I was into it, and I wanted to go out with him again. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I like, I, I do sometimes think like just because you didn't hit it off the first date doesn't mean nothing can happen. But I also am like hesitant about telling somebody to like, you know, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. Well, and I do think I'm, I'm saying more like it's worth it. If you like think even there's a 50% chance that it potentially could go somewhere you just don't know them that well like give it a second date I think by the second date you'll know if you want to see them again yeah but I feel like first dates can be so awkward and it's like breaking that barrier that's true people aren't themselves sometimes because they're yeah and so I that's what I I think that's more what I'm thinking like I think sometimes I don't think it's because like oh well if you were nervous it's because they're not right for you no people are just nervous like you're in a new situation with a new person so I don't think that giving it a second shot is a bad idea. I don't believe in being like, oh, just stick it out for another six months. It will probably get better. That is a no. But like, or if they're like giving somebody more than two hours. Oh yeah, like if it's negative, if they're if like, you have a negative experience, yeah, like, get out. If they're like a huge like ego. Although again, I know I know people that have been like they didn't ask me one question, and I'm like that's not cool. I can't imagine. But you know, it is also like again, sometimes people are just nervous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So I'm like, give it a second, give it a second go. Give it a lunch date, a coffee date. It doesn't have to be tons of your time, but I do feel like there is something about seeing somebody outside of a first date experience that, if it was like positive or neutral the first time, could push you either direction. Yeah, that's a good point. If it's negative, get out of dodge. Get out of there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry. I thought we were we're still we're still talking about that one. So I was like, yep. Okay. So anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Bye. So Joey is really into her, and mm-hmm. um, they're hanging out at the coffee shop, and um, Aaron sits down with Rachel and Phoebe, and is like, they're like, so how's it going? Um, and she's like, it's going okay. And they're both like, wait a minute, what? And she's like. Yeah, I just, sorry, I just don't really see a future <laughs> here. Um, and they're both like, does he have any idea? And she's like, hmm. I don't think so. Maybe you guys could tell him, though, for oh, me. Gosh. So she basically pulls a Joey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are perfect together is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Good point. Um, and so, yeah, so um, when Phoebe goes, should I tell him you're a lone wolf or like a real stronzo? Do you know what that means? <laughs> no, I don't looked it up it's italian for asshole <laughs> oh <laughs> boom um, roasted okay. phoebe aaron doesn't know that either yeah yeah oh, aaron phoebe. doesn't know what's going on um and so she's like yeah could you just tell him like i'm alone whatever and so they're like they're upset or whatever and um joey shows back up at the apartment later and oh, it's so heartbreaking because he's like Thank you, girls, so much for introducing us. She's so great. Thank you. I'm going to take her away for the weekend. And they're like, like he and Aaron were having that playful banter about like the Mets. The Met? I don't know. He said she's a Met fan, which I thought it was the Mets, but 
look, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just, he's like, I'm going to take her away for the weekend, which like is again, a massive deal for Joey. Might be kind of hard though. Cause her work's getting real busy over the next few months. Yeah. Oh, and so Rachel handles it really well where she's like, Hey Joey. Um, because well, they're like, oh, did she say she wanted to go away with you? And that's and he's like, well, no. Yeah. But and so she's like, you know, I kind of get the feeling she doesn't want anything too serious. And he's like, huh? And she's yeah. like, well, she told me that, you know, she said she was a lone wolf and kind of just leaves it there. And mm-hmm. Joey knows. So, hmm. yeah, well, because he's used that line enough. Yeah, exactly. And so he's a bit sad and he's like, he's nice about it though. He's like, they're like, we're so sorry. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. And they're, and you know, Rachel's like, next time I will just tell the girl that you're not interested and I'll send her away. And he's like, well, next time just make sure she really likes me, which to be fair, one date, as we've said, you can't, you don't really know. You have to go on dates to know that stuff, but, um, but still he's very sweet about it. She did like him. She did. Well, she did. Do you know, I kind of, I don't know if we've talked about this before, and I don't mean to be like super gender stereotypes here, but I kind of feel like guys either are into you or they're not. Like, I kind of just feel like guys either are, mm-hmm. it's it's a yes or a no, and it's from like the second that they see you. And that's not to say that stuff can't develop, but that's kind of how I feel like it generally happens. Whereas with girls, I feel like girls might think a guy's cute and they might have a crush or whatever, but I feel like it takes girls a little bit longer mm-hmm. to warm up to a guy. And so that's what I think is so devastating that I've always seen with myself and my friends is it's like the guy is like zero to 100, so into her. And the girl's like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know, like hesitant, protecting myself, not sure. And then as mm-hmm. soon as the girl's like, yeah, okay, you know what? I am into him. I do really like him. I feel like once she's finally warmed up and like into it, the guy's like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, like, I've moved on. Uh, or, or yeah, like, eh, never mind. And I don't know yeah. if that's like a chase thing or if that's just like their guys are so into it, but girls take a while. And so it's maybe. like, maybe the guys are like, well, she hasn't been into it. And so now I'm over it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, but Rachel is like, Joey, do you want some pancakes? <laughs> Finally. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor so, Joey. So sweet, sweet Joey. I know. Um, okay. They would have been cute. I wouldn't have minded having her around for a little bit. Because yeah. Joey's only ever had, has he only ever had Kathy as like a multiple episodes girlfriend? I just realized and this. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Which never, I mean, would they go on some dates. They never Who? really, it's Rachel and Joey. Do they date? It's kind of like a, well, it's, it's like more they than get friendship. together in Barbados and then they have the one where Ross is fine and then they have the one where they try to hook up but they can't and yeah. So, so I guess, I guess they're like, yeah, I guess they're like dating. It's only it's like three or very... four episodes. That's not long. Yeah. No one wanted and it's, that. And, and it like, it just, it's too like tumultuous. Like it mm-hmm. just doesn't work but um but other yeah so joey never really has multi-episode girlfriends does he this yeah i think you're right i think kathy might be the only one kathy and rachel yeah huh yeah huh Huh. didn't realize anyway if anyone knows of any other ones we're forgetting let us know yeah definitely oh charlie of course oh duh but that's i feel like the only ones 
Joey gets to have multiple episodes with is if someone else is secretly interested. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's only for poor, poor Joey. It's to only have his heart he's the. Yeah, he's like the secondary. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay. So. So that. So that's the end of mm-hmm. Aaron and Joey. Um. Okay. And then Monica <laughs> is in the kitchen at her restaurant, and a waitress comes in and is like. Okay, they've sent the chicken back again. They said this time it's too dry, and they want to come tell you exactly how to cook chicken. <laughs> Could you ever? No. Like, unless it was raw. <laughs> yeah. I can't see. Like, I've sent food back before if it was wrong or if it was, yes. like, raw. Other times I've had food that's, like, practically inedible, but I just haven't eaten it. Yeah. It kind of depends on the mood you're in and the place you're at. I'm more so like if you order the chicken and the fish comes out, it's like this is wrong. Or like if you asked for no sauce or something like that, I'm never really too hesitant to ask them to fix it because you asked for it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And if it's something they can't accommodate or they're like, I have to check with the kitchen, that's different. But like if they just didn't write it down, I was a waitress long enough to know, like, you didn't write it down. That's not your table's fault. Or you didn't yeah. like, put it in properly. Or you didn't – like, there's so many points of entry where it is the server's responsibility. Like, you write it down. You confirm with your table. You put it in the computer right. And then before it gets to the table, you check the food and make sure it's the and way it's And make sure it's what they ordered. So yeah. when it's, like, all wrong – if it's, like, oh, I said no onion, but there's still onion, it's, like, okay, whatever. But – not that I would ever say no onion because I love onions. That was a terrible example. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like if it's tiny, but if you're like, well, I didn't – it's basically not what I wanted and I'm paying for it. It's like I don't feel that bad because yeah. my server had a lot of opportunities to to get it And don't get done. us wrong. I think everybody knows. Like obviously yeah. we're all human. And so it's like no surprises that if like a server was like, oh, shoot, you did say no onions. But yeah. – I either got distracted or I wrote it down, but the kitchen didn't notice it and I forgot to check. Like, fair enough. They've got a bajillion things going on. But yeah, like if it's the wrong thing and I ordered something separate or if it's undercooked and like it's raw and I can't eat it, that's one thing. But if it's like this chicken doesn't taste the way that I think chicken should taste, (laughs) like... That's, again, unless it's because it is undercooked, like, that's not, I don't know. I couldn't imagine being like, I'm going to go talk to the chef. The only time I ever talk to chefs is if the kitchen is open and I'm on my way out Mm -hmm. and I say, I like make eye contact and say like, thank you so much. That was delicious. Like, (laughs) otherwise. Well, even like when that one time when Richard comes back, Monica's like, oh, I hate this part. Or I love this part. And then she, when he oh, comes yeah. back, she's like, oh, yeah. When people want to come back and tell the chef their compliments. Like, I don't have anything better to do. It's like, I couldn't imagine being like, I'd like to go back and meet the chef personally and tell them what I think. Yeah, I've never felt that important. Positive or negative, like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I just. Right. Like, they're sitting around waiting for table nine to come over yeah. and give the their feedback. at table nine. Yeah, seriously. Um, so it's funny when Janice comes in and is like, ooh. Ooh, look at you, the hot shot chef with the best chicken ever. <laughs> this is um, what we call blowing smoke. <laughs> yes. Uh. And she's and it's going to get returned later. And so she's like, 
oh my gosh, your ring. I'm blind. I can't do it without doing the accent. Yeah, like, I know. You can't, you can't no. You can't Agreed. you can't talk you can't say what Janice is. But so she sees um Monica's engagement ring and they cut this part out too. They did. But she's she's like, Who's the lucky guy? And Monica's like, Haha, funny story and moves the knife out of the way. Yeah. And she's like, doesn't she say like, is it somebody I know or something like that? She no, she says, um, somebody's been doing a little cooking outside of the restaurant. Oh yeah, that's right. Who's a lucky guy? And then Monica's right. like, oh, then, funny story, and then moves the knife. Yeah, moves the knife away. Yeah, that's right. And when they jump um, cut to Chandler and Monica, they cut out too. Oh, yeah, that's right. When she's like, mm-hmm. hey, when she, so Monica comes home and she's like, hey, Chandler, I ran into somebody you know today at work. And he's like, oh, who? <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> that's right. And he's like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. Like, you know, are you okay? You didn't tell her we were getting married. And Monica's like, well, she asked. She saw the ring. She asked. And so I had to tell her. um, And he's like, how'd she take it? And she's like, you know, actually, she was fine. She's in a relationship with a guy named Clark. She invited us to her wedding. Invited Clark as well. And Chandler's like, you told her no, right? And she's like, I didn't know what to do. She asked me if it was going to be in town. And I totally know where Monica's coming from. We're like, somebody asks mm-hmm. you something and you don't know how to get out of it. You Like, you can't, like remember yeah. when she's like, why can't I think of a lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a real awkward one. Um, and you brought this up a few episodes ago when you were like, Monica really doesn't like confrontation like this. Like, she gets right. super nervous. And so I think this is a really good example of that. She's like, I can't, like, tell her no. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So she mm. just keeps saying yes to all these ridiculous Janice requests. Yeah, she just lets Janice talk her into it. And, like, and so Chandler's like, because, <laughs> you know, Monica's like, okay, so what? So she comes to the wedding and he's like, do you seriously think she's just going to sit there quietly? He's like, you know, she's going to want to give a toast and take the mic and sing part-time lover, which I was having I a lot of time remembering, but we've actually sung it before to hit us with part-time lover, Renee. Uh, you don't remember? I'm already swaying. Passions on the run. My voice is like shot right now. That's okay. Chasing You're doing great. Love up against the sun. I started way too high. Oh gosh. Take it home. Uh, yeah. Nothing could be wrong. Um. A classic. A do I want Janice yeah. singing it at my wedding? No. Do you want your ex singing it? I also love. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Seriously, like your ex singing part-time lover at your wedding. Um, I all of the song references for Janice to be singing in this episode oh, are yeah. hilarious. Like, okay, we'll get we'll get so to the other funny. Ones, but they're they're really good. Yes, so I want to talk about them. So Chandler's like, you lie, like no, you can't come to her. Or, or like, your check's in the mail. Your the baby's so cute. Mail. Can't wait to read your book, Ross. 
It's so funny. And so she's like, really? You think you could lie to her that easily? And he's like, yes. And she goes, okay, great. Well, we're having dinner with them Saturday, so you can do it then. Oh, my gosh. So funny. (laughs) Poor Monica. It's so funny because sometimes she is, like, such a big personality. And then other times, like, she just Mm -hmm. cannot hold her ground. It's it's when her, like, people-pleasing slips in. And I think it's when it has less to do with, like... This is a weird one because it's like obviously she doesn't want Janice at her wedding, but she's having her wedding either way. So it's like I don't know how to tell her she can't come because like she kind of can. I think it's because it's I don't awkward. Know. It's one of those. It is awkward. It's super awkward. It's like you don't want to gatekeep, and so Monica's good at standing up to. People that are like, it's kind of normal, actually. Like, you know how you can be more firm with the people that you love the most and you can say things to them you wouldn't, like, she can be firm with Ross, with Rachel, with Chandler, um, sometimes with her own parents, but like not with Rachel's mom, not with, you know, people that she like feels like she needs their approval. Yeah. Joey's parents. What are they? Irish? Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Um, it's her people pleasing. That's I forgot about that. So they so cut to um the three of them at dinner and Janice wailing because Clark wailing. stood her up. Oh, <laughs> and she's like waving her arms. Oh, <laughs> is that the one where she's crying and she's going stop it, stop it, stop it? Or is that somewhere else? I think that's somewhere else. That's something else. I okay. think. Yeah. Maybe that's when Chandler's breaking up with her. Why don't you just tell me about your lovely wedding? And they're like, I love, well, I love when (sighs) Monica's like, he might still show up. And she's like, what are you, stupid? (laughs) Yeah, so she's like, let's talk about your wedding. And Chandler, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think in this situation where she is already like basically getting broken up with in a humiliating way, I probably would be like, it's okay, honey. Like, do you know what? Let's let's just talk about you. You're great. You're going to do better than Clark. And then, like, maybe call her up, like, a week later and tell her she's uninvited. But I feel like you just don't send the invite. Oh. That's a way. You know, like, they've only been engaged a few weeks. Chances are a date has not been set. That's where I would have been. Like, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we don't actually have any plans yet just yet. We just got engaged last month, so... Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, if she's persistent, she might find out. But you're right. Um, so I'm glad they do it this way, though. So Chandler's like, listen, it's actually so small. <laughs> yeah, this is it's fun. It's just going to be family. <laughs> Trying to make her think that, like, it's small, you're not invited. But she's like, you take the she's hint. She's like, you think of me as family? Okay, and here you go. This is where she she goes, be honest. What song do you want me to sing? <laughs> Careless Whisper or Lady in Red? <laughs> I, and I was just thinking, so Careless Whisper, Renee and I's favorite song, oh. our song, in fact, is like, I'm never gonna dance again. And so it's about like a past lover. Yep. Um, And then... Part and then Lady in Red. I don't actually know any of the words other than Lady in Red. Lady in Red. But I'm guessing that must be about like the one that got away or something. It must also be about a past lover. Uh, Most likely. Let's see. What is Lady in Red about? Let's find out. Okay, let's find out. 
because, and while you're finding out, they um, open it up on Monica and Chandler after dinner are at their house. And she's like, what are we going to do? And he's like, I'm thinking careless whisper. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just, he's succumbed. The real life love story of this song took a hit in the mid 90s when the writer revealed that he had an affair with the 19-year-old nanny his employed while his wife was recovering from a horseback riding accident. But that's not what the song is about. Oh, that's just Um, the downfall of the guy that wrote it? That's just a fun fact. (laughs) Great. Way to be not a cliche. Uh, Lady in Red is a type of female ghost attributed to a prostitute or jilted lover. So on brand for oh, Janice. Oh my gosh. Janice and the writer of this song. <laughs> and apparently. the writer of the song. <laughs> Lady in red. I well, definitely I think Chandler was right though. Now. Let's go with Careless Whisper. Careless Whisper. 100%. Honestly, I'd invite Janice just so 100%. she could sing. Give people some drinks. Get Janice on the mic singing Careless Whisper. Why not? It'd be a great time. Oh my gosh. Here's so, the thing. People would remember it. Yeah. And like our friends would dance to it. They'd love it. Oh my gosh, yes. There would be so much it. interpretive dance going on. Although I do think Janice is the type of person that would want you to sit down, like bring your chair up, and I'm going to look at you in the eyes while I sing this to you. It's very possible, yes. Very possible. Um, so or maybe like you coming up behind me when I was sitting at the computer in college singing hot, hot, hot. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Ole, ole. That's the same song, right? Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> what was that? You started Renee with Call Me like... Al. <laughs> oh, yeah. You started Renee with was Paul trying Simon. to like write a paper at her computer in her dorm room, and I started like interpretive, like interactive Ashley wasn't dancing, having like, it. <laughs> crowd participation. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I was fun. like, leave times. me in peace, woman. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I don't know what what Renee and I are picturing is where I'm behind her with my hands on her shoulders and I'm pushing her one way and I'm looking the other way each time I say hot. So it's like a zigzag. Yes. If you you can't imagine it, it's a real treat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a wonder we got any work done. Okay. Um, My other favorite is when... Uh, I'll save that story for when the one with the lady who comes out of the painting. I'll save the other story. You know what story I'm thinking. Oh of. my gosh. Uh, I don't know if I <laughs> baby do. Baby JJ. Oh, okay. baby JJ. Oh gosh. Okay, yeah. Now I'm caught up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll oh jeez. Um, okay. Well, we don't have to wonder anymore about which song Janice is gonna sing because she shows up to their apartment. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? No. No, I cannot. This is too much. And so she shows up and is like, well, I was going home to my apartment and I just, I got home and I just got really scared and I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to be with family because I just didn't know what I might do if I was alone. And they're both like... Aren't you a tiny bit curious? Oh my gosh. And so she's like... I just need some tissues. And they're like, go to the bathroom. You can get some tissues. Just need to be with family. <laughs> oh. They cut this out. Um, but she's like, she's like, oh, you know, in the bathroom or whatever. And while they're sitting there, um, Chandler's like, what are we going to do? 
And Monica's like, I don't know. We let her stay, I guess. And Chandler's like, no, we've got to, we're going to fight. We have to fight. And Monica's like, Chandler, I am tired. She has beaten me. So I'm so tired. But there is a scene, I think, where, um, where, Monica, oh, they leave the part in where Monica's like, let's just let her stay for tonight. And Chandler's like, if we let her stay tonight, she's going to stay forever. So they left that part in, but they cut out the part with Monica being tired. And so then yeah. Janice comes out, a bit presumptuous, and is like, okay, do either of you want to get in there before I have my bath? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I cannot. Honestly, it's the the... I don't know if audacity is the right word, but the like lack I of think awareness. It's the audacity. <laughs> and so it so is an audacious she, yes, ask, isn't it? To to go into the bathroom to blow your nose because you're crying, <laughs> and to come out and go, "All right, guys, I'm gonna take a bath. Does anyone want to get in there?" <laughs> like, oh my gosh! And she's like, <sighs> and so so Monica's like, "You have to leave." And Chandler's like, "Oh, um, electromagnetic activity." Alrighty. And she's like, "Terrible uh-huh. excuse." Very funny. Okay, I'm going to need a hypoallergenic down comforter because I'm getting very nasal. Yeah, <laughs> it's just starting now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, she's so good. And so, so, she's so good. Monica's like, oh my God, you have got to leave. Get out. And, and here we go. We're like, Monica, brilliant cover. She's brilliant. like, you have to leave because Chandler still has feelings for you. Feelings, such like, strong feelings. <laughs> she's like, that's why you can't stay the night. That's why you can't come to our wedding. And why she we should is never like, see you again. Well, that's why we should never. Yes, she's like, I know that Chandler's feelings will never go away, but you can. You can. Bravo, Bye. Meg. That was a brilliant cover. And so Janice is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I wish you a lifetime of happiness. You're correct. I'll go. And the, and I also think this was really smart because remember how you said, like, blowing smoke? Like, it puts Janice in a good enough mood and mindset that she now can go back to her own apartment you, because she's going to. Yep. Yeah. You, you flatter people and they'll believe anything you say. Exactly. So she's going to go back home. And rather than being sad about Clark, she's just going to think, like, I'm still desirable and loved and this Chandler never got over me. Like I'm going to be, I don't know. It's like, it's like a, I don't know. It's a pro move. Do you remember? Okay. So they cut this out too. I just remembered. But when they're at the restaurant and she's like, I feel so stupid. I thought Clark was my soulmate. And Chandler's like, wait, I thought you're, why was your soulmate? And then he's like, what am I doing? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) I thought I was your soulmate. Um, so Janice goes to leave and she gives Monica a hug and is like, I wish you a lifetime of happiness with Chandler. And then she goes to give Chandler a hug and she goes, Chandler, you call me when this goes in the pooper. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny. But well done. So, oh, I mean, Janice. we can at least assume Janice will not be at the wedding. Yeah. Unfortunately for us. Lady in red. <laughs> Alexa, play Janice's Illicit Affairs playlist. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, man. So good. Well, that was it. You know I love when Janice shows up. Oh, yeah. That was a very fun, full episode. And the fun's not over uh, because 
Next week, we have a fantastic episode in store. It is one of the Thanksgiving episodes, which we love so much. Do you remember which one it is? The one where Chandler hates dogs. Ah, yes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, everybody, go warm up. the breath out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Just make sure you have enough breath to sing Careless Whisper. Yes. Never gonna dance again. Guilty fit you got no rhythm. Um, everybody get your Thanksgiving pants and get ready for next week. Sounds good. We'll we'll see you next week with your Thanksgiving pants. See you then. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye.